Well, all right, what's up, City Lines Church? How y'all doing today? Hey, before we jump in, will you join me? Welcome those that are watching on Facebook right now. What's up, Facebook? So good to have you guys here with us. Uh, I know we got families that are watching on Facebook right now, and we are so glad you're with us, whether you're here in person or online, because I am super excited, because we are celebrating something that we have not celebrated in almost two years. That's Child Dedication Sunday. Can we give a God of praise one more time? This is exciting. Uh, I tell you, man, I, it can be raining outside, but I am super, super stoked that we get to do this today, that we actually get to celebrate a milestone for many of our families here, because we have a lot of babies that we have the opportunity to dedicate. Some of them happen to be COVID babies as well, which is also pretty cool. But, you know, one of the things that we believe here at City Lines Church is it really does take a village. Uh, as Colby, our City Kids coordinator, just said, is we really believe that we need one another so that we can help raise up kids that are going to love God, love others, and serve the world. Uh, I know that was true in my own life. So my parents actually moved from India in the early 80s when I was a kid. So we had no extended family nearby, no aunts, no uncles, no grandparents, but we did have the church. And that was a gift. Because we knew that followers of Jesus, no matter where they were in the world, we were one because of the blood of Jesus. And so because we had that deep, deep connection, we knew that we were family, that we could come alongside one another and celebrate in this time. And so as a church, one of the things that we believe is that we actually come alongside of all y'all during these spiritual milestones. And there's all sorts of milestones that we all celebrate. Things like weddings and baby dedications, even funerals. In fact, one of the things that we're going to be celebrating in November, if I could give a small plug for, is a spiritual milestone called baptism. Now, baptism is kind of a big deal because it's kind of when we kind of go Facebook official with Jesus. It's actually going public with our faith saying, hey, I want the church to know, I want the world to know that I follow Christ 110%. And the reason why we do that a little bit differently here, because we do what's called child dedication with kids, and then with adults or with folks a little bit older, we do baptism when they can actually articulate their faith, is really important. And really one of the things I want to kind of tease out a little bit why we do what we do here, because, you know, maybe some of you were like me, where your parents baptized you as an infant. In fact, I remember that day, it was 1982, January 24th. It was Super Bowl Sunday, and it was the 49ers playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and the 49ers won. So in case you were wondering. But here's the thing, I don't remember that day at all, but my parents do. And that was a huge spiritual milestone for them, because it was their way of saying, God, we want to take this child, and we, we, we want to put him on a trajectory where he's going to love God and, and love others and serve the world. And I'll tell you, in my 20s, when I actually was able to look back and see what my parents did, and how they, you know, they took me to church, they took me to youth group, they fought with me going to youth group, all of that stuff— but it was their way of saying, hey, we're, we're going to follow this through. And in my 20s, when I actually went and got baptized through immersion, where I kind of went into the water, symbolizing dying to my sins and my old ways, and rising up with Christ, it was my way of actually affirming what they did during my infant baptism. So I would encourage you, if maybe you're, you're an adult and you're like, you know, should I get baptized as an adult? Should I go for immersion? I would encourage you. I think that would be a good step to affirm what your parents did when you were baptized as an infant. It's not saying what they did was wrong, but it's actually affirming their faith, saying, thank you, mom and dad, 
for raising me in the church. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for making sure faith was a center point of my life. And if you want more information about baptism, want to meet with one of our staff, uh, you can go to our website, which is cityalliance.org baptism. This is our baptism site. You can register. On November 7th, we're going to be doing baptisms right here to celebrate going Facebook official with our faith. Because we don't do infant baptism here, but we do child dedication. I want to talk a little bit about why we do child dedication. Why do we dedicate kids? And, um, you know, Tim just read the scripture found in Deuteronomy, which is one of the scriptures that we look to, which is found in Deuteronomy 6. It says this, These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts, meaning it's about a relationship, it's not rules. It's, it's in your hearts. You kind of know what to do and how to flow. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So, you know, I was reading this passage, and, you know, I was reading it this past week just to kind of be reminded, and, and the word impress really kind of spoke to me. You know, when I think of the English word impress, it means to press down and to leave an indentation on something, right? And so, in many ways, that's what we want to do as, as parents. We want to leave an indentation on our kids uh, for faith. But then I looked at the Hebrew word for impress, and you know what the word means in Hebrew? It means repeat. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And how many of you are a parent and you know what repetition's all about, right? Hey, hey, pick up your socks. Uh, pick up your socks. I just told you to pick up your socks. I told you an hour ago to pick up your socks. Why are they still on the floor, right? Repetition. And I think even in the scriptures, God knew that part of the problem is that we leak. We don't remember all the things that God has done for us and in us and through us. And so there's a constant repetition, that's involved. In fact, one of the themes we see in scripture is remember, remember what the Lord did, remember how God came through, remember what happened last time, repeat, repeat, repeat. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And if you know, if you're a parent, you know that repetition is a big part of what it means for, for helping kids become, you know, spiritual champions. And so if you're a mom or a dad here, this is a little bit for you, but there are opportunities all throughout the day where we can actually repeat and, and help our kids value the things of God. Uh, value things like prayer, the value of reading of God's word, reading it and memorizing it like we do with our fourth through sixth grade, as well as serving. Really kind of when your kids are able to see you serve and you're able to serve with them, a lot happens in there. In fact, one of the things that I've learned more than anything as a parent is more is caught than taught. You know what I mean by that? It's like you can tell your kids all the right things, but they're going to catch it if you're doing it. It's not enough just to talk about your values. It's actually a big impact when you actually can live that out. And they can actually see it animated in your life. You know, uh, because one of the things that we want to do here at City Lines Church is we want to help you, Mom and Dad, pass along a faith that sticks. We want you to have a faith that's going to kind of stick to your kids so that they can actually be able to carry that through. In fact, you know, I was thinking about this with my own kids, where when my son was about uh, five years old, um, you know, and he was having these, like, growing pains. You know what growing pains are? It's like when your kids start having these pains in their legs and their joints, and, you know, it was actually waking him up at night. And so, you know, one night he was crying, and he was in a lot of pain. And so I went up just to say, hey, buddy, how you doing? He goes, I'm all right. It just hurts. And so I was going to go downstairs to get, like, some, you know, kids' Tylenol and stuff. But he said, no, no, Daddy, Daddy, before you go, can you pray for me? Can you ask Jesus to heal my legs? I was like, man, my kid's more spiritual than I am. I'm a pastor, and here at five, he's asking for prayer. And, and, and so, you know, I pray for my son. And, and honestly, I want to give my wife the credit here, because, like, that's what my wife does. I mean, she's a prayer warrior. 
She will, at the drop of a hat, pray. If someone has an issue, she stops and she prays. If there's something going on, she stops and she prays. And so my kids saw that in my wife. It wasn't just a value we talked about, but it was something that we were about. And when she saw that, when my son saw that in my wife, he went and did it. It was amazing. At our last church, uh, we were at a church. They had a, a pretty significant special needs ministry. And I remember when my daughter was going into her class, I think she was about six or seven, uh, and she was in her class, and one of the teachers said to me, Nathan, i got to tell you something, that your daughter, when she goes in, she goes and finds kids with special needs, kids that are on the spectrum or have Down syndrome or are struggling with learning, and she comes alongside of them, and she wants to help them. She, she helps them figure out things, and she's their friend when a lot of the kids don't really know what to do. And I was really touched by that, but again, I'm going to give my wife credit for this. Because that's what my wife does. She just kind of normally, naturally goes to people who need help, and she loves on them, she cares for them, she comes alongside of them. And my daughter was watching her, and she, something, she caught something. She caught this value of loving others and serving others. You know, now my kids, my son is seven, and my daughter is 11, and we're entering in this new season of life. We're, we're kind of at this tail end of this time where mom and dad are the primary influence of our kids. Like, literally, we are their primary, we're more influential than the media, we're more influential than their friends right now, I mean, we're more influential than VeggieTales at this point in their life. But we do know that that's going to change. As our kids get older, and, you know, our daughter starts to get into middle school, they're going to have more friends, they're going to speak into their lives. Media is going to have an influence. And, and that's what I want us to capture, mom and dad, and that's why we do dedication, is we want to acknowledge the fact that at this point, you have the biggest influence in the lives of your kids. I, I want you to think about it this way. In this jar, I've got some marbles. Can anyone guess how many marbles are in here? We'll have the gift card to Alabaster. Oh, what do you think back there? A lot, yes. That is not a number, but okay. I'll, 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 I'll tell you. 936 marbles are in this jar. Each marble signifies the number of weeks you have in your kid's life where you are the primary influence in their life. So I want you to think about this. Each one of these marbles is like one week. So think about it this way. Remember when you, when you first had your kids, that, those first couple weeks? You know, you're just trying to survive, right? You're just surviving. And so already, as soon as your kids come into the world, you're losing your marbles. So, so like literally, those first couple weeks, like I'm surviving, surviving, surviving. But then what happens is, week after week, year after year happens, and pretty soon, you lose, you lose more and more marbles until you only have half the moments left, half the weeks left where you're the primary influence in their life. But, but look at this here. Look at all these moments that have happened. Like, oh, oh, remember this one? When they took their first step? It was, a, it, was a, it was a moment, but it was a milestone, wasn't it? Or, or, oh, how about this one? Oh, this one. Remember this one? First day of school. Yeah, it was a moment, but, but it was a milestone, wasn't it? Something huge happened. Or, oh, oh, <laughs> this is a doozy. Driver's license. Remember this one? Oh, it was a moment, but it was a milestone. You see, what we're doing today is we're saying that even though today it's a moment, it's a milestone. And your kids may not remember this day, 
but you will. Just like my parents remember Super Bowl Sunday, January 24th, 1982. It was the day where we said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. As for me and our family, we are going to serve because we want to pass to our kids a faith that sticks. A faith that sticks. A faith that right now I'm nurturing and I'm kind of cultivating, but by the time I'm no longer their primary influence, it's their faith that they're cultivating. It's their faith that they're growing. And so guys, I just want to say, it really is a privilege for us as a church to partner with parents in this season. To come alongside of you to give you opportunities where you can uh, bring your kids to city kids, where you can actually serve together and grow together. And so, guys, that's our vision. We want to partner with you to pass on a faith that sticks. Because this isn't just parents, but this is a whole church affair. That's why our city kids are coming in. Because they're a part of this. This is something that we all do together. So as our city kids are coming to take their spots, I would like to invite the families that will be dedicating their kids to come up right now. Can we hear for our families that are coming up?